think it's a fine intro in theory. I just don't know if I can sell it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's another like epic poem that he's written here. <laughs> <laughs> like he picked all words that rhyme. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Took him every bit of the last time since we've met. <laughs> He just got done before he walked in. That's why he was 10 minutes late. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I gave time. Mm-hmm. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Uh, yep. Uh, my name's Brent, and I'm joined this week by my longtime co-host and longtime listener, Alan. Ah, hello. Uh, we're joined by our longtime co-host and a longtime non-listener, Ski. That would be me. Okay. And the fourth microphone is being held down by a longtime listener, but first-time co-host, Pick Me. <laughs> um, can we get Pick Me a working microphone? No, I'm sorry. This, uh, the fourth one's broke. He'll just have to shout. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm sorry you made the trip for nothing. Uh, don't forget to grab a gift bag on your way out the door. The new coffee mugs came out really nice. Um, any dang way, if this is your first time listening, the point of this podcast is to find four middle-aged white guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to deter him. I think you pulled it off. <laughs> Thing, the answer is no. <laughs> I didn't know if I could. I think your indecision or your uncertainty about it was well founded. <laughs> Please continue. I want to see how this plays out. I think the gag's mostly out of the way. But <laughs> Ninth rate podcaster, thirty seventh rate actor. <laughs> so, um, so anything like if this is your first time listening, uh, the point of this podcast is to find four middle aged white guys, place them in front of four working microphones, and have them express their opinions on the Golden Girls and any other topics they feel they're entitled to discuss. <laughs> Obviously, it's not too difficult to find four middle-aged white guys with opinions, but apparently it's tricky finding four working microphones. <laughs> <So> <laughs> After we finish sharing our opinions on an episode of The Golden Girls, we'll double down and offer our opinions on the best line and the best character from that episode. Then we'll offer a rating of the episode in hopes that someday our cumulative middle-aged white guy opinions will definitively decide which episode of The Golden Girls is the best. <laughs> Now, without further ado, here's alpha white male, Alan. <laughs> How would you have gone with it if I would have been like, yeah, just a sec, I'll set it up. Because <laughs> I do have a fourth microphone. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to go into the other room and yeah. <laughs> fish it out. <laughs> I didn't know if you would like... I guess I didn't even consider that. I figured you'd either play along or it would just be silence. Oh. <laughs> and either way, I'd be okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't think you'd take the contrarian position. So Maybe it, we could just do like a like little Charlie Brown. Like, wah, 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 yeah. wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and we can just like, oh, yeah, really? You think yeah. that's... How they interpreted that? I'd imagine there's a fair number of our listeners that that's exactly what they hear, and it's just that nice white background noise (laughs) that helps them get through their work day. I will say, I think that's the funniest you've ever laughed at one of these. (laughs) Well, you've 
done some things that I've been mighty impressed with. Uh, <laughs> and it was just the fact that she started off by telling me that she thought it was good, but she didn't know if you could pull it off. <laughs> the premise was sound. Right. I just didn't know if I had the chops to deliver. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, I mean, that was fun at the very least. <laughs> Well, I don't have any uh, any new listener interactions to go over this week. Do you have to have any from the Instagram world that you'd like to mention? Brian? No, I'm good. And I know that you uh, are regular, what's the word I'm looking for, um, that you converse regularly with mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer and uh, Mermaiden, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Numi mm-hmm. chimes in there occasionally too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And um, we've had a few people, uh, you know, comment and like different things, mm-hmm. um, different pictures, and I've responded back to those and everything. Um, Trisha P. Um, oh, yeah. Shopped to her um, a time or two, um, not recently. Um, hopefully, she's still out there, and you know, hopefully, she got her stickers and everything, and they've been affixed to something. Yeah, I, I guess probably fairly soon, or maybe by the time this episode comes out, uh, you'll have the new uh, picture that Jennifer sent you over with her uh, sticker on her on yeah her luggage. That, that one's already out. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, that one went out uh, about a week ago, I guess. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Well, so if anybody out there uh, would like a sticker with our logo, they are well-done stickers. Mm-hmm. I'd say our logo, as Brent's mentioned, is probably the best part of our podcast. Yeah, I agree. And so if uh, if anybody would like that sticker, you can message Brent, and he'll give me the information. Or uh, they're on Instagram, or hit us up on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, or on uh, Twitter. Or if they're psychic. Right, or if you're psychic, yeah. I can't promise that that's going to work out, <laughs> but I definitely encourage you to send those vibes our way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I did have one listener interaction to mention to yeah. you. Um, we got some, uh, I had a little back and forth with Angel, mm-hmm. um, you know, with Angel's ASMR. Oh, nice. And she, uh, she, I think is going to be dedicating uh, an upcoming video to you. Uh-huh. Um, it may oh, be really? out by nice. now, but yeah, with nice. the uh, crinkling and uh, crinkling paper, and, oh. she, and she said after doing that, she's like, you know what, I think this actually would make a pretty good ASMR video, nice. um, so she wanted me to pass that along to you. <laughs> nice. Um, it'll be ironic if my first podcasting royalties come from <laughs> right. <laughs> a different podcast. Exactly. <laughs> well, she suggested that at some point, I, apparently her and her husband are uh, like-minded people to us, okay. and you know, she'd like to you know, talk sometime with us uh, on or off air. So, oh, nice. Maybe nice. one of these days we'll have a guest on the show. Exactly. Crossover yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Super awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She can join us to talk about a Golden Girls, and then we can join her so they can hear me, you know, with my water bottle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, Alan, you should, like, uh, work with Brent specifically. Give him on one of these. That bother <laughs> yes. I'm going to say things that bother you. Oh, yeah. That he is like noise made like in the course of our podcast. Right. And that can just be his new project. Well, it's a... Uh... Hello, folks. This time, we're going to work on the microphone tap. <laughs> oh, so you're trying to... You're trying to <laughs> horn in on Angel's uh, territory here? No, it'd be... Uh... Okay, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now Brent's over here. Uh, you put Velcro, Velcro in front of me. <laughs> what do you think I would do? I don't know. I feel like that uh, Brent in a straight jacket would make for a, a fine, uh, a higher level quality to our audio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you would just rub your teeth up against the mic or something <laughs> else. <Exactly. laughs> well, anyways... Um, 
Today, uh, we are going over Season 5, Episode 18, An mm-hmm. Illegitimate Concern. Oh, yeah. The original air date for this one was February 12th, 1990. Okay. Written by uh, Mark Eagle Eye Cherry, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Wooten. And, <laughs> that joke saved tonight. <laughs> I really want to. I really want to say the next line, but I'm not confident enough about it. It's like the break of dawn. Right, there you go. Um, and of course, directed by Terry Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we uh, kick off the episode with Sophia complimenting Dorothy in hopes of getting her to uh, compete in the Shady Pines mother-daughter beauty pageant. Uh, Dorothy declines, telling Sophia she needs to uh, put this competitive spirit behind her and just let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia presses her, saying that she doesn't have many challenges left in life, specifically mentioning seeing if I can get more than halfway across the street before the don't walk sign comes on, trying to stay awake on the John, hoping it is the John. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. I I love that line. I think it might have been my favorite of the episode. It's really good. Uh, Dorothy does give in to Sophia's need for competition and agrees to be in the pageant with her. They move over into the living room, and a man named David comes to the door looking Mm -hmm. for George Devereaux. Sophia tells him that George is dead, um, and he uh, claims to be an encyclopedia salesman, apologizes, and leaves. Uh, The girls point out some of the flaws in this claim, um, and Rose states that a St. Olaf encyclopedia salesman would carry 52 volumes to each of their homes. Dorothy asks why, and she says, for balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says, why didn't they just carry 13 in each hand? And then Rose got a great look on her face, Mm -hmm. and then uh, says, excuse me, I need to make a phone call. Mm -hmm. Which I thought that was a... I want to know what kind of encyclopedia salesmen are, like, carrying, like, all 26 volumes by hand Mm -hmm. anyway. Well, that was the thing. I don't think any of them were. Mm -hmm. Um, They would carry one at a time and, you know, just to, like, give a sample of what the encyclopedia was. Well, sure, but I'm saying, like, why wouldn't you, like, bring around, if you did have the whole set, (laughs) get a cart or something, like... (laughs) Well, yeah, sure. I mean, but I think the gag is that no encyclopedia salesman by hand is bringing around their entire, (laughs) you know, all the Britannicas Mm -hmm. in one. Exactly. Um, And it's just an insane Olaf, oh, no, they do it differently. (laughs) Which it's ironic because how successful would an encyclopedia salesman in St. Olaf even be? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, they've talked about uh, the, you know, less than stellar academic standards (laughs) that are held there. Well, maybe it's like, yeah, you know, the, the Kmart encyclopedias. <laughs> right, yeah, the little, like, the little book like, for children kind of a thing. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe it's not as Herculean of an effort to yeah, carry 52 of them. Error-riddled. The, 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 like, wooden pages. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I do remember, I think it was in Kroger or, like, a grocery store mm-hmm, yeah. they had those. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was just like that where it was, you know, like a little, like the size of a Dr. Seuss book, uh-huh. um, yeah. encyclopedias. Yeah. So... That's all the that's all the knowledge kids need. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They don't learn the rest on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the show Encyclopedia? Doesn't sound familiar. It was it was basically just like a kids show to talk about. Uh, excuse me. Dev like ep- every episode would focus on a letter, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How many and episodes do they do? I'm guessing twenty six at okay. least. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, I never saw all of them. But I remember my mom actually bought. Like the VHS tapes oh. for me and my brother and sister. <laughs> Growing up, we had like a handful of them. I'm not, I don't even remember which ones we had. <laughs> Just whatever but, she thought the important letters were. Well, I think maybe she rented them actually. From oh, the, okay. The library or something. But I mean, they were like entertaining. They had like little skits. It's almost like SNL mm, okay. for the alphabet <laughs> <laughs> for kids. Yeah. You know? And it was educational to a degree. Yeah. What was um, what was the 
MathNet? Was that on? What was the thing that it being spun off from? Not sure. It sounds very familiar, but I can't remember what it's from. Yeah, I know MathNet was its own show, but I think it was originally like a segment on a different show. Oh, okay. Or something, but it was it was both solid shows. Now I know Ski is very familiar with this, and I can't remember. Did we ever show you Wonder Shows? And yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We watched a few episodes. Yeah, um, that that's a show that it's like an adult oriented. <laughs> Very, very off, offbeat humor. Um, the beat for, kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they had a segment of like kids on the beat, kids on the street, beat kids, beat kids, and so they had like, like two fists fist. with yeah <laughs> the words beat kids. It's like written yeah. in blood almost, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I had a friend at the when we worked at Nelma together uh, back before it went belly up, at least in this area. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I assume it's still probably around in some capacity, but yeah, it's still in Nebraska. Okay. Uh, but a, a friend of mine there, Leah. She wanted to borrow this DVD, and I was like, it's really messed up humor. You're, you, yeah. There's a good chance you won't like it. She's like, oh, no. No, we have really uh, offbeat, messed up humor, too. We'll like it. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So I loaned it to her, and she brought it back, almost horrified. <laughs> like a day or two later, like, yeah, this is messed up. We didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not our humor. I'm like, uh-huh. all right. Do you remember the, uh, the cover of the DVD set? Yeah, yeah, it was something that had. It was felt? A, what's that? Was it felt? Well, it was some sort of hair, but it looked like a little girl's hair, and then you open it up, and it's the crotch of a puppet uh, um, <laughs> that like you're patting boobs. on. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I would recommend it if you have a really offbeat sense of humor, but go into it knowing. Offbeat is the wrong adjective. I would say crude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, crude um, and and unusual in general. A little demented. But yeah, it's. I think it's a funny show, but it is very, very not PC um, brand of humor, Um, and it's. uh, I don't know how readily available it is to find it <laughs> um, out on the market, but you know, with Amazon and eBay, you can find basically anything. Um, so yeah, I, I would recommend it, but go into it with an enormous grain of salt, <laughs> like a boulder of salt, <laughs> understanding that you may totally hate it. It's yeah. for, I, Go ahead. You keep doubling and tripling down um, on the disclaimer, yeah. as if these people aren't listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, having <laughs> poor taste in entertainment and... <laughs> Having a you know being not being significantly offended by that show are mm-hmm. not in the same Venn diagram necessarily. <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> it's not something where they're what's the word mutually exclusive. Okay, so for me, uh, Wonder Shows and seems like it was a bunch of copywriters that got together and like I don't think they have any idea what we're doing. Mm-hmm. How long can we pull this off? Yeah. <laughs> Say, so, well, how bad can we get and how quickly? Right. And they really push that limit. And as soon as they got to really, really bad, mm. or at least super annoying, they're like, ah, well, that was it. <laughs> and well, then it ended. And there's a, a handful of people that showed up in that show that did have other careers afterwards. Like, oh, yeah. The guy who played, I can't remember his name, but he plays Councilman Jam on oh, Parks yeah. and Rec. Like, yeah. he's oh, in yeah. there. He's yeah. Jan Glazer. Yeah. I mean, he's reading a book to a bunch of David kids. David Cross is in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was one of the main writers, I think. Yeah, you might be right. Which is odd, because I really don't like David Cross, but no, no not at all. Um, but I, apparently I enjoyed his writing to some extent. <laughs> um, so anyways, we get into a scene, uh, scene two, and it begins with Blanche returning from the store and telling Rose and Dorothy that the man from the prior day was at the store and undressing her with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy warns that uh, if she's correct, then the man is some kind of a nut. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little creeper, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, they she kind of turns to Dorothy to ask her opinion, and she says that uh, yeah, a sex crazed psycho with a granny complex. Mm-hmm. You mean Rose? Uh, yeah. Did I say who did I say? You said Dorothy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, they turn to Rose, mm-hmm. and that's the opinion that Rose gives, mm-hmm. and uh, because she just calls him like she sees him. Yeah. So, that's <laughs> Rose right down the pipe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All day. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Sophia comes in, uh, suggesting she and Dorothy support the troops with their pageant outfits. Uh, and advising against wearing black around a bunch of people on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed that. I thought that, that was, was kind of funny. Actually, that was probably my favorite line. Oh, really? Because <laughs> she said something like, uh, if they wore all black, they'd stop the show to do a head count. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Rose goes into a story about Saint, about a St. Olaf beauty pageant, uh, which she entered in 1951, which also happened to be the first year that humans were allowed to participate. <laughs> uh, the story concludes, and uh, Dorothy and Blanche uh, work together to abuse Rose. She did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I add one more thing? Yeah, sure. She said that something about uh, how she came in, was it first, uh-huh. on the uh, evening gown log rolling right, competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, people don't understand how hard it is to log roll with <laughs> the evening gown. Well, yeah, she kind of makes it sound like she came in the first two. in two separate competitions. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a solid line. What was it that she lost out? Wasn't it like an intelligence thing or yes. something like that, that uh, she lost to whatever animal ended up winning the competition? So. Did uh have any either of your daughters ever participate in any of those kind of pageant things? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Well, I just actually was kind of in one. Oh, really? Senior year, uh, <clears throat> up at Howe, the uh, surrounding town, well, adjacent town to Howe, mm-hmm. they do something called Corn School. Okay. Which is a weird name, but like I don't even remember how it started. She explained it to me a few years ago, but I've forgotten now. But uh, it's it's kind of like a beauty type pageant, and there's only like handful of girls. I think it's for a uh, scholarship. Oh, okay. So, so your daughter got win. cornhole for a scholarship. Thanks, Al. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just as soon as you said that, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else you were saying, <laughs> except for like, you're just cornhole, cornhole. <laughs> you heard the rest like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, exactly. And then as soon as you stopped, Corn. I was like, time for me to speak. <laughs> so yeah, my, my daughter has never uh, shown any interest in that world. As a matter of fact, she hates clothes and fashion and all that kind of stuff, so I don't think... Uh, she, she is a talented kid, um, mm-hmm. but all the other aspects that would come with pageant life, she has no no patience for. Uh, so we uh, we get into scene three, and it starts with the uh, realization that David has been stepping up his stalking game. Mm-hmm. Good uh, for him. Blanche finds him at the door. <laughs> do it half, half right, way. exactly. Go all the way. I mean, if you're going to be a stalker, then stalk with gusto. Um, but... Uh, Blanche finds him at the door and tells him to come in. Is it always pronounced Gusto? How do you pronounce it? Gusto. Uh, I don't know. I pronounce it with Gusto because I, I do everything with Gusto, <laughs> including my pronunciations of the word Gusto. How do you pronounce it, Steve? I probably have said it Gusto. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I, Isn't there a character named Gusto? Well, there's uh, Gustav. There's Gusto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then there's Gustav. Yeah, um, there's, I don't know, there's Jacques. Jacques Cousteau. Cousteau, yeah, yeah and Inspector Cousteau. And, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if, if anybody out there is a, uh, knows the pronunciation of the word Gusto uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitively. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then please chime in and let us know. We'd, yeah. we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> I like when I laugh really hard, the blue spiky lines get all big. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone lost an eardrum. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Are you allowed to like trim those down? Does it let you do that? Or 
I'm sure that if I was better at editing audio, then there are ways to, to yeah, do that where a... it wouldn't distort it. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, in some cases, there are things you can equalize it out, and it's not too mm -hmm. difficult on that. Yeah. But if you do it too much... Uh -huh. It makes it sound flat. Yeah. Inflection becomes less right. pronounced mm -hmm. and stuff, yeah. So... Now you I'm, could also do targeted areas too, though. If, if one specific area is like real bad, like it has a real loud spike, mm -hmm. you can flatten it out slightly. But yeah, my my dream, if if we were to do this podcast, like you know, beyond um, mm -hmm. Golden Girls and, and Golden Palace, mm -hmm. then I think my dream would be to be able to pay somebody else um, mm -hmm. a modest amount <laughs> in mm -hmm. order to, you know, more adeptly edit the audio. Okay. So we are doing Golden Palace. I I mean I thought so. I okay. I, I more or less have acquiesced. Okay. Um, I mean, here we are. We're closing out. I didn't realize silence was acceptance for you. <laughs> Good to know. Right. I'll scream if you're doing something wrong. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on board with the idea. Uh, okay. you, you seem like you wanted to. I think some yeah. of our the listeners that have mentioned uh, yeah. like the idea as well. And one thing that's kind of nice is that I don't think, while I'm sure I, I know that I watched a handful of episodes and. I know there's only one season, so there's not a whole lot more than a handful. Yeah. I definitely have not watched all of them. So there is something nice I about don't the know idea. I have never watched any of them, to yeah. be quite honest. So there you go. So it'll be a completely new experience um, on many episodes and potentially all the episodes for Ski. Yeah. In, in yeah. contrast, I think I've watched over five seasons of Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> maybe four and a half at this point, maybe slightly more. Right. <laughs> I feel relatively confident that I have seen all the episodes of Golden Girls um, prior to this mm -hmm. multiple times, yeah. but I definitely have never watched them sequentially until we have started doing this process. Right. So I don't think that I realized how rife it was with, um, you know, continuity errors and things <laughs> of that nature. Yeah. Well, they needed the Kevin Feige back then. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, we learn... Uh, she tells she tells uh, David to come in and that mm -hmm. he really needs to give up this obsession with her. Mm -hmm. It is an odd way. Like if someone is obsessed with you, like a stalker, that's a real bold way to handle mm -hmm. it. Yeah, <laughs> just invite him into your you home. Just right. like strapping with a gun and just walking says you're mine now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the Return of Meryl. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is a lot scarier than David, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would not have invited Merle in for that mm -hmm. that conversation. Or Meryl, right? Yeah. Meryl, yeah. 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 Um, but we learned that uh, he is an after Blanche, uh, that he's actually George's secret love child. Mm -hmm. um, prior to his mother's passing, uh, David had always been told that his father had died, but he found his birth certificate and learned that uh, George had been sending child support to his mother. Apparently, his mother uh, was a kindred spirit to Brent's dad, as she also held on to all of her old cancel checks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is what led Brent, uh, David to Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, he asked Blanche for information about his father, uh, but she refuses and kicks him out. Uh, Blanche is devastated uh, about the realization that George had cheated on her, even though she had always been faithful to him, including turning down a 60 Minutes journalist. Yes. So. That, that, that leaves a, a, a little uh, cliffhanger right there. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was a good way to close out the first act. Um, <laughs> you know, like, it, it took a long time, sort of, to get into the actual crux of the episode, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. but I thought that they pulled it together well, yeah. uh, you know, to finish out that first act. Who did the girls uh, assume it was for the 60 minutes? That uh, morally well, safer. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. so, and you'll have to wait till the end to find out if it was morally safer right. or somebody else. Can you name any more 60 minutes? Uh, I could name one more, and that'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> so you could name, like, Leslie Stahl or... Not off the top of my head. No. Robert Mike, Walters? Mike Wallace. I don't Robert, think. Was she 60 she Minutes? 
I don't think I'm so. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. Um, so the one guy. Mike Wallace, is that what one you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that Mike Wallace I think I could have come up with yeah. um, given a bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there was a period in time where even as a relatively young person, I did watch 60 Minutes occasionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at least if there was a story that captured my imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's oh, Nixon's talking to Yeltsin. <laughs> right, exactly. Like all young boys are <laughs> yeah. into. I watched that episode. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were an unusual young man. <laughs> I mean, you're an unusual 45-year-old man, too. <laughs> but I'd say you're less unusual at your current age than you were uh-huh. at that age. <laughs> at this age, you're unusual. Quirky, even. At that mm-hmm. age, you were a little weirdo. <laughs> yeah. It's... In my mind, this is the part where I pick me would back me up. And be like, "Oh, pick me!" You're always taking Brent's side. Did you guys have anything else to add to that first act before I dive into? Oh, there was one thing. Shoot, there's something I was gonna bring up. Honestly, I completely forgot what it is now. So sorry. That's a good ad. Better should. I had never said anything. Right, what's that uh, thing that Abraham Lincoln said? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> better to keep your mouth shut and be thought a fool. <laughs> open it and... Uh, Remove all doubt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's good to see... Uh, if I think of it later, I'll History in action sometimes. I'll let yeah. you know. Yeah, it'll come back. <laughs> right. It'll come to me probably right when you're about to close it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask you who your you know, MVP was, and that's when it'll hit you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll belt it out right yeah. Yeah. Abe Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> He's everybody's MVP. Mm-hmm. Should be anyway. Yeah. Most valuable president. <laughs> right. Very excellent, Brent. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so uh, Act Two starts up in the kitchen with Blanche coming to the realization that David was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of put the pieces together as yeah. to when George had been in uh, Texas and a She's nice gift. a few assumptions there, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, seems pretty likely. Yeah, I'd say it's reasonable. I mean, David has some <coughs> decent. Now, granted, he didn't show her the evidence, but at least what he had said seemed like plausible evidence. Yeah, and the date seemed correct right. as yeah. far as how old he probably is. He yeah. wasn't asking for money or anything. Yeah, yeah. at least not yet. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. um, that's the thing. I would have been like, well, is there more of an angle to this than you just wanting uh-huh. information? Because yeah. even if I don't think you're his son, I'll, I'll give you some info if that'll yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, get you off my back. But uh, Sophia goes into a story about how Sal almost cheated on her when she was pregnant uh, with Phil, saying, just because I had put on 40 pounds and was crying all the time, your father got the wandering eye. Mm-hmm. Which was a funny line, but also a horrible statement on <laughs> <laughs> on the way that, like... Because she does say it in a way where it's like, oh, it's almost comical. Well, of course he would get the wandering yeah. eye because I had these things going on. It's yeah. like... Guys are such pieces of shit based yeah. on 1980 or 92, yeah. you know, comedy that, uh, oh, yeah, totally. I could see where mm-hmm. that'd be funny yeah. <laughs> that he might step out on you because of mm-hmm. these things. Yeah, boys uh, will be boys. Right. <laughs> uh, so. I had a line there, too, but I want to keep my mouth shut on it. Uh, what are you saving it for later? Or you are no, afraid. I'm just gonna leave. I'll tell you guys after the show's so, over. So so rare for Ski to not throw out the racist or misogynistic lines. This is a political thing. Oh okay. And you you kind of want us to shy away from that. So I, I, I don't care. You can say your political thing if you want to. I mean, I think people know that we are a uh, that we lean blue on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Both. Of I, was gonna, I was going to point out the uh, humor and political leanings, but we don't. We try not to make it a centerpiece. <laughs> When, in either case. <laughs> when Trump's wife had just had their baby, uh-huh. and he had the affair with a porn star. Oh, yeah. 
Exactly. Boys just will be draw, boys. Just uh, drawing comparisons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parallels, if you will. I don't know if the humor there was enough that I should have pushed you to include it into the, <laughs> the podcast. Maybe I should have gone with your intuition. Had exactly. I, had I really... Trust your judgment, young man. Had I really not wanted to say anything, I just wouldn't have even brought up that right. I wasn't going to say anything. So you really did want to. You just wanted to be cajoled into doing it. Not exactly, but it did turn out that way slightly. <laughs> well, fair I think may, maybe my heart wanted the green light down. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad that I offered it that opportunity. <laughs> So, uh, Rose states that Charlie never cheated on her, in part because of the stringent divorce laws in St. Saint, uh, Olaf. Uh, I think Brent would be doing fine under those rules, because in St. Olaf, the wife gets to keep everything that doesn't ferment, mm-hmm. and that would still leave Brent with a hefty amount to start his new life with. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> Brent has fermented a fair number of items <laughs> in his days. Yep. If you had to guess, how many things have you fermented? <laughs> in your 45 years on Earth. Intentionally? <laughs> yes, how many things have you intentionally fermented? Um, I mean, this is only a recent thing that I picked up. Oh, it was only recent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just um, uh, just carrots and pickles and sauerkraut. Two times <laughs> on the sauerkraut, but only one batch came out good. That would be pretty... Su- oh, so how close are you to that next batch of sauerkraut? I've not started it. Oh, okay. Yet. So um, I went with uh, pickles instead. <coughs> mm-hmm. okay. so, Have yeah. you ever tried to do any micro brews? No. I know you like beer, all right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the next guy. They were telling you my uh, next door neighbor, no, he doesn't live there now, but like he, uh, guy who previously lived in the house right next to us, mm-hmm. he had his own little micro brewery type mm-hmm. set up in his garage. Yeah. And uh, he, he made like two or three batches at the time he lived there. Mm-hmm. Gave me a little bit. I, I did not like beer in general. Yeah. But uh, he liked the like the dark thick uh-huh. beers. Yeah, and uh, it, I don't know. I guess it tasted okay for beer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a preference, Brent? Like if you're drinking a, a beer related alcohol, uh, like what, what's what's your preference? I, I normally just get an IPA. Okay. So it's kind of bougie, but it's what <laughs> I like. <laughs> no one's ever accused you of not being bougie. That's true. <laughs> um, well, the scene ends, uh, and the next one begins with, in my opinion. The uh, best costume to date in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia and Dorothy are dressed as Sonny and Cher mm-hmm. in preparation for the pageant and go through the first portion of I've Got You, Babe, uh, mm-hmm. accompanied by Rose on the piano. Correct. Um, she does, though, have to stop midway uh, to lament a parking dispute in St. Olaf, leading Sophia to quip, What an injustice. Hemingway ran out of stories to tell and shot himself. Mm-hmm. She just keeps on going. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, didn't even Dorothy, because like, she said, like, the biggest uh, story, like, ripped their town apart. Yeah. And Dorothy was, like, kind of guessing, like, what was it, like, racial tension or, like, college disputes or something? <laughs> right, and yeah. Like, no. Like, parking across the street. <laughs> right, opposite <laughs> side of the street parking, because wherever you are, there's an opposite side of the street. Yeah. Um, that seems very St. Olaf. It does. It does, for sure. Uh, so mm-hmm. then uh, Blanche comes into the living room. Well, I'm going to back up just a second now. Uh, just a, interjecting a little personal story here. I may have mentioned this on a previous episode, and I'm going to really try between now and when this episode actually uh, comes out uh, to, to find the picture. But Sherry and I, won, when Halloween dressed up as Sonny and Cher, mm-hmm. she's significantly shorter than I am. I'm not super tall, but she is super short. Um, 
and I dressed up as a Cher and she was Sunny. Mm-hmm. And and I think that the, we we did a good job. Although she looked more like a little creepy car salesman mm-hmm. than uh, <laughs> than Sunny. She she didn't have the she wasn't like the hippie Sunny. She was more like a little bit later on Sunny. Not not. So you guys could have been mistaken for Gomez and Morticia Adams. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a really good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> the Hippie yeah. Adam family. I like that guy. Yeah, I'll definitely try to dig that out so that we can uh, post that out on the social media. Um, but if it doesn't happen, if you don't see it, then I'm sorry. But I'm going to do my very best to, to mm-hmm. locate it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Blanche comes into the living room and mistakes Dorothy and Sophia's for uh, Cheech and Chong, which mm-hmm. I thought was a funny, uh, yeah. funny gig there. Um, after the... Uh, after the Corsican brothers leave the room, <laughs> <laughs> Rose admits to Blanche uh, that Charlie did actually cheat on her. Um, and she tells this story that, in a lot of ways, was really sad to me. Yeah. Because it was like she believed this ridiculous lie <laughs> that Charlie had told her. Because he's like, oh, if it had been, mm-hmm. you know, during the daytime, you would have realized mm-hmm. he was just two blocks from home. Um, yeah. And I don't know, there was just something about it that I was like, ah. That just feels really bad. That it's one thing that like, oh, he was even, on the road and yeah. he cheated on her. Yeah. Even but for uh, by St. Olaf standards, it seemed like just a blatant lie. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it really did. Um, yeah. Well, it just the whole thing is just icky because we spent five seasons. We're like, okay, you know, you know, Stan was a cheater, mm. you know, and it's like, okay, well, so twenty five percent of the husbands in this universe are cheaters. But now we're like, nope, it was a hundred percent. Right. Exactly. Well, not quite seventy five. Sal almost was a cheater. And really, that was Sophia's fault for gaining weight and, and having emotions. Yeah, they, any man who lusts giving, after a, a woman committeth adultery in his heart. <laughs> the good book taught us that. I don't know how I'd feel if you decided to take this on a real, you know, like a hard turn towards theological examination of the Golden Girls. <laughs> I don't know how our friendship would hold up. I mean... I, I love God as much as most, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> most. <laughs> but I don't know how I'd feel about it if you suddenly became super preachy on our episode, <laughs> or just in our friendship. <laughs> if you're like, yeah, I don't know if I can see that Marvel movie. They really seem to uh, promote false gods. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that they say that it's not science <laughs> or that it's not the uh, you know yeah. magic. It's science, but still, yeah. You can't tell me that Doctor Strange isn't magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And the Scarlet Witch. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spells it out right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely need to see that movie so we can discuss the, it. The devil's, uh, the devil's tricks. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know what I was going <laughs> yeah, with that. Really, really into that strong. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed I did. Searching for that. Devil's uh, uh, stuff tricks, that he does yeah. to people <laughs> when he's bad. Chicanery. <laughs> ah, that would have been a good one. Yeah, so Rose does admit that the Blanche, or Rose does admit to Blanche that Charlie did cheat on her, um, but she does encourage Blanche not to throw away the good memories because of one mistake. I think she says that when she found out they didn't have sex for a year or something to that uh-huh. effect anyway. Um, I think she used some sort of a... Streusel. Streusel. She, she yeah. makes streusel for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, Blanche is considering it, but the scene ends before we know which way her heart is leaning. Mm-hmm. Well, and then as as we found out how often uh, her and Charlie did it, I guess whenever he was around, mm-hmm. missing out on a full year, that's... That's significant, yeah. yeah that, that brings the total down a lot. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. You do have to applaud Charlie, Charlie though. Like, 
he's getting it that much, and he still had another, another bullet in the chamber. Right. <laughs> well, he'd been on the road. Yeah. You know, That's true. And maybe he had to stop there so he didn't kill Rose with uh, his, <laughs> yeah. his sexual explosion. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Blowing a shotgun through her back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was a movie, like a, a crude teen type movie, American Pie style, yeah, but a some... little cruder than that. No, it was um, uh, Mallrats. Scary, scary movie, oh, too. Oh, Mallrats? Um, yeah. Um, uh, there, Brody and um, uh, the other one <laughs> were talking. He's like, about kryptonite condoms. And he's like, I guarantee you shoots a load like a oh, shotgun. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a much cruder situation where somebody... I think it was a scary movie. Or scary oh, movie, too. Where somebody gets, like, shot to the ceiling. Uh, yeah, just uh, blasted yeah. with uh, sperm. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I know Kevin Smith can be crude, but I don't think it was that far. <laughs> <laughs> like, he does crude... Uh, audible dialogue, humor. Yeah, yeah, dialogue, yeah. But it's not so much uh, the the actual scenes. Um, yeah, yeah. For the most part, don't yeah. Wayans Brothers much. have no such uh, guide rails. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean that's what the whole point of those uh, oh, yeah. that series of movies gag, was. Gag so. movies and stuff. Um, gag movies. <laughs> <laughs> I do love. I'd like to make a montage someday. I probably will never do this, but I would like to of all the times when they've ended a scene with some music playing and somebody thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's one of my favorite ending <laughs> scenes for any or ending shots for any Golden Girl scene. Um, the pensive thought mm-hmm. to, set to music. Yeah. But um, so the uh, penultimate scene starts with uh, Sophia and Dorothy shining in their gold pageant outfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, David comes to the door again, mm-hmm. imploring Blanche to give him some information about George. Blanche decides to tell David about George's accomplishments and a bit about his personality. Um, and she even gets out the uh, the picture album and gives David one of the pictures. Because mm-hmm. I think he does ask her something along the lines of, if you like to fish? Yeah. And she's like, no, I don't think so. But then finds a picture of him in this album that you would assume she'd had First for page. years yeah. Yeah, of him fishing. Uh, and then, you know, does go on to tell him about he's like the valedictorian and yeah, things yeah. of that nature. So there's two things about George she doesn't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, he, uh, I mean, I, I thought it was nice, although it was a very abrupt um, turn around, and it was kind of a shame that we didn't get to see a little more of that scene, I felt mm-hmm. like. I mean, I guess they felt like they told what they needed to, and they also needed to wrap up the B story. Yeah. Uh, but but it was nice. Uh, a nice, more or less, ending to the A story. So which is the A and which is the B in your mind? Well, the name of the episode uh, talks mm-hmm. about Blanche's situation, and that's the heavier of the two stories. Yeah. Okay. So I would give that the A, okay. a nod. Gotcha. Um, but well, we, don't, we also don't really see any of the pageant. Right, the actual pageant itself. see them like getting ready for it and then leaving and then coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I know like this is that scene of the Sonny and Cher is, is one of their most classic screenshots, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Um, but there's part of me that's like, oh, did they go to the pageant? I can't remember how many guest actors am I going to have to look over. Yeah. <laughs> I was very uh, relieved. Yeah. <laughs> when they well, then, then the scene where she's like, they're both singing the song. Uh, Dorothy was even doing the tongue thing that yeah. Shana yeah, <laughs> like flipping great. her hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people in the audience were definitely eating it up. Um, I thought it was, like I said, a very well done, uh, mm-hmm. well done uh, parody. But. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the show wraps up in the living room with us learning that Dorothy and Sophia came in runners up to the pageant, mm-hmm. and if anything happens to the winners, who I think they said are something in the along the lines of like ninety eight and seventy seven, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, if anything happens to them, then they get to assume the roles yeah. of. Uh, you know, the queens, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cutting ribbons at Piggly Wiggly, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, so hopefully, hopefully that ninety-eight-year-old kicks it yeah, within yeah. the next twelve months, so mm-hmm. they get their moment in the sun. Yeah. Blanche, uh, Blanche says that her time with David was nice. Uh, she was sad that she missed the pageant, but yeah. you know, obviously, has some business to take take care of. Yeah. Um, and that uh, her anger at him was misplaced. Mm-hmm. Now that said, I, I'll agree. You know, obviously, she was mad at uh, at George for finding out that he had mm-hmm. cheated on her. At the same time. David was kind of an asshole about the whole situation. I get that you want to learn about your father, but this is also someone who has never been part of your life. And you didn't yeah. even know he existed up until recently. Seems like he could have written to her first, or like, I don't know, I guess he went to well, the Well, he didn't know that she was alive, or he didn't know <clears throat> that the dad was dead. dead. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this dad that you want to hear about, he knew you were alive the entire time, and he never made any effort to come yeah. see you, any effort to be a part of your life because he wanted to keep you a secret. That was more important than him being a father of any kind to you. So There's why do you care about that much? George. Yeah, you exactly. don't think he had a right to confront George? Oh, sure, but I don't think he had a right. I don't see, I don't see why he would feel that uh, a real pull to learn about George. Once he finds out he's dead, it's like, okay, this guy... I guess he at least fulfilled his financial obligation by sending my mom money. But after that, like, why do I care what this guy who didn't care about me other than just to send money so that probably more or less my mom will keep it quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't understand the, the strong desire. Like, I don't feel like I would care about what my dad, um, you know, did or he almost put the responsibility on Blanche too, which mm -hmm. is the one thing I think I had more of a, you know, I don't know, I guess it rubbed me wrong. It's like he just acted like she owed him yeah. some kind of explanation. I'm like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's like you found out that this dad that you thought was dead your entire life has actually only been dead for, what, maybe five or seven years or whatever it's mm-hmm. been at this point, mm-hmm. 10 years maybe. Um, so you found that piece of information out, but you feel like that me finding out that my husband cheated on me, like you always thought he was dead. You just found out now that he was actually dead. <laughs> um <laughs> So I don't know. I don't feel like, uh, you know, he, he does kind of put the onus on to Blanche. Like, well, you should help yeah. me out because I'm dealing with this loss too. Yeah. Um, but Okay, yeah. well, all right. So say it's all the same situation, okay, okay, except, you know, he wasn't raised by his mom. He was raised in an orphanage. Okay. Do you think he has a right then to some closure? Hmm. Like, I wouldn't say he's – I still think he has a right to closure either way. But I think, maybe, maybe Alan's saying this, maybe he's not, is that I think he could have approached Blanche in a better way. Well, like maybe given her extra time, too. Like, once once he found out the scope of the issue, maybe he said, hey, can I get your number? Mm. I'll contact you later. Or, you know, I obviously have your address. Do you mind if I write to you? Right. And if you feel like it, you can send me some information or not. Well, I guess let me put it in a different way. I, I'm not saying he doesn't have right to closure. He, he, he certainly has that. But if there was a person who had abandoned you, knew about you being mm-hmm. alive throughout your entire, you know, formative mm-hmm. years and all that, yeah. never made any attempt, would you have a strong desire to kind of reminisce about this person that you didn't know? Like, oh, tell me about him. Tell me about this guy who didn't care about me at all yeah. other than to send a check. Absolutely. Oh, I wouldn't. I think that'd be a mystery I'd want to solve. I'd be like, mm-hmm. why, you know? Uh, well, maybe you'd have that mystery as in, like, why'd you abandon me kind yeah. of thing. But to me, it's like, okay, you abandoned me because you had this other life. I still don't think I care about you as a human. I just want to know what what was it about me that mm-hmm. you didn't want to be part of my life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think me finding out about you being the valedictorian of your college or anything would help yeah. that. 
if anything, it would make me think that you were a bigger piece of shit because <laughs> yeah. you had everything in the world going for yeah. you, and instead of being a father to me, you decided yeah. to just send a check. Yeah, but to be fair, okay, we don't know what the situation is, you know, because the mom never told David anything, mm-hmm. you know. All he knows is that, okay, that was my mom, and this is my dad. He doesn't know what kind of an arrangement. She may have been the one who said, don't come around here, no move. Oh, okay. All right, well, I'll at least give you... I'll give you that. that. That's the first sensible thing you've said all day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that point on this particular okay. conversation. Fair enough. Um, but, you know, you, you had your parents in your life, Brent. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't think, I don't know. I'm going to have to cut that. I have nowhere to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought I, I thought I was, I thought. You had gonna... two parents slam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really. What? What you want some ointment for yeah. that burn? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'll leave it in. Because <laughs> at least it came back around to something good. <laughs> Even though I just uh, I opened my mouth and words fell out. And there was no, no end to the sentence. <laughs> I really, in my mind, there was a thought forming and then it just stopped. <laughs> I had something that I was going to say that was... In my, I don't know, somewhere in the back of my head was poignant, but it just never made its way <laughs> to the front of my head. <laughs> oh, well. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, the final scene has Blanche talking to a picture of George uh, saying, you put me through all this, and I could have had Andy Rooney mm-hmm. uh, solving that mystery from earlier in the episode. Yeah. Which brings us <laughs> to a, a bit of a deep dive. Not exactly a deep dive, because we're not going to go into all the things that... Uh, around Annie Rooney, but we are going to go into... Go ahead. Uh, I hope it's just a list of things he dislikes. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it is the reasons why he and Blanche may be a good match, Ooh, or nice. he and Ski, for that matter. <laughs> These are some so of the... So Southern uh, Pride is going to be a big... <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy Rooney, just uh, just for anybody that's uh, not aware, he was an American radio and television writer, um, best known, of course, for... A few minutes with Andy Rooney as part of the 60 Minutes program. Um, and he was on that for over 30 years, uh, 78 to 2011, um, with his final appearance being October 2nd, 2011. And he died a month later, is apparently telling people his opinions is what his lifeblood was all about. That's what kept him going. Yeah. Exactly. But in that long career, and especially as an old man on TV, uh, he definitely had some controversies uh, during that time yeah. that would have made he and Blanche. And ski, mm-hmm. uh, quite the match. <laughs> in uh, February of 1990, uh, he was suspended for three months after having allegedly suggested that uh, black people were less intelligent because they watered down their genes. Mm-hmm. Um, after the program's what? ratings dropped significantly, they let him back on in March mm-hmm. because they cared more about that back then than they did about what he said. Yeah. Um, but he said he vehemently disputed this and in a 1999 interview, he claimed that he was instead referring to lower-income people. Mm. Um, so it's not black people; it's poor people that water down our genes mm-hmm. with, uh, or water wow. down their genes. So that's better. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, is, was he like, uh, uh, what's it called when you try to like uh, uh, eugenics? Yeah. Was he pro eugenics? <laughs> Perhaps. Um, <laughs> in a uh, 92. He uh, got in trouble because he <laughs> said it was silly for Native Americans to complain about team names like the Redskins. Um, he said the real problem is we took the country away from the Indians. They want it back, and we're not going to give it to them. We feel guilty, oh, and we'll do what we can within reason. 
but they can't have their country back. Next question. <laughs> and, uh, that sounds like really the government talking. <laughs> yeah, well, um, and then in 2007, he uh, had another uh, little incident where he's like, I know all about Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, but today's baseball stars are all guys named Rodriguez to me. Um, and then he, he later commented, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said it, <laughs> but uh, the name's just common in baseball now. I certainly didn't think it was derogatory. Um, <laughs> and then again, in uh, 1990, going back a little bit, this is uh, common on same-sex unions. Uh, he was suspended without pay for three months uh, because of <clears throat> negativity around him, saying that uh, too much alcohol, too much food, drugs, homosexual unions, cigarettes, all known to lead to premature death. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, after only four weeks, though, mm-hmm. uh, 60 Minutes lost 20% of its audience <laughs> and, of course, brought him back on because... Those ratings were worth a lot more than, mm-hmm. you know, their uh, moral compass. <laughs> well, yeah, I was say, their sense of morality. <laughs> and then one other one, I, and this one uh, has a special place for me because uh, Sherry, my wife, is a big Nirvana fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved Nirvana back in the day. Of course, we were grew up right during that t- time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, in a 1994 segment, uh, he got controversy uh, talking about Kurt Cobain's suicide, and he expressed his dismay that the uh, death of Richard Nixon was overshadowed by Co- by Cobain's suicide, stating that he had uh, never heard of Cobain or his band, and that he went on to say that Cobain's suicide made him angry. A lot of people would like to have the years left that he threw away. What's all this nonsense about how terrible life is, he asked, adding uh, rhetorically to a young woman that had wept at a suicide. I'd love to relieve, relieve the pain you're going through by switching my age and yours. Uh, what would these young people be doing if they had real problems like a depression, World War II, or Vietnam? Uh, if he applied the same brain to his music that he applied to his drug-infested life, it's reasonable to think that music may have not made much sense either. So, Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's maybe a, he didn't consider that depression had two meanings. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, he did. I guess later on, I made some sort of a half-hearted mea culpa that he did not consider the depression could have played a part <laughs> in uh, Cobain's death. But yeah, just all those things together, I thought like, man, him and Skier just really kindred spirits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Blanche, she would have been a perfect match for Blanche, yeah. although she wouldn't have probably experienced the personal growth that she did in various yeah. episodes throughout the series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the, I thought that was enough for a, I don't know, fun. Is it a fun deep dive <laughs> to talk about somebody's racist and homophobic? And <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> wow, that Mental was a delightful, horrible man he was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like to tear down old people well after their time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a passion. And he was horrible when he played Sophia's boyfriend, Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh. Oh, actually, no. Brent, I think you have some questions for us. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Why are you just going to let that joke hang? You're not going <laughs> to follow up. <laughs> well, I did laugh. <laughs> so I, I was like, supposed to follow up by, that was a different man. <laughs> be nice. Oh, okay. Now people think I'm just an idiot. <laughs> hey, if you recall, I made the same dumb association, but I was serious. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, that's true. If it was a callback to Ski's mistake, then it was brilliant. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that it wasn't an actual mistake. Okay. I knew it was intentional, I guess, because I know you well enough. Okay. Um, to anyone um, not in the know, he was referring to Mickey Rooney. Correct. <laughs> 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 oh, 
who Thank is you. not Andy Rooney. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. So now you are the MVP for this episode. Also, one thing I learned, yeah. uh, I want to say it's Mickey Rooney. Uh, Mickey Rooney is not his real name. It's a stage name. Mm-hmm. That, like his third stage name. Oh, yeah. What was the I, second? I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I remember learning that kind of off the cuff. And that, because uh, I think I even, after the fact, it was like, uh, maybe it was after that episode we watched, mm-hmm. I looked up online and said, do they have any kind of relationship, like mm-hmm. fa- like family you know, ties? And they said, no, there was no family ties. In fact, Rooney was not even Mickey Rooney's name. Yeah. It was like his third stage name, and it gotcha. finally stuck. Yeah, his, and I wish I could remember his real name his, now, but Chester I can't. Chester A. Arthur. But what? Chester A. Arthur. Is it Ray Arthur? Yep. Oh, I didn't know it. But there's already one in the guild, so... <laughs> So can I heartily, wholeheartedly (laughs) (laughs) suggest that... Who's got Chester A. Arthur? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't figure it was, but I didn't think it was worth arguing. I think Steve believed me. Oh, yeah, I thought he did too. But then he believed you so so readily and wholeheartedly that maybe he's not lying. (laughs) Maybe he is a better actor than I thought. (laughs) Uh, Or maybe maybe now I realize that. But anyway, I wholeheartedly ask you to start a new segment um, on your recap ski called Half a Fact with Ski. Let's <laughs> <laughs> bring up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. By <laughs> the way, here's this thing. I don't have more information. I don't think we were complimentary enough last week because um, Ski did have some little deep dives, some mm-hmm. pedal jumps in he his did, recap. Yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff in there, so thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. I should have said thank you last week or I should have complimented you last week. Eh, and I apologize for waiting seven days. Stuff that I wondered on when I saw it, and I was like, I'm just, I bet they'd like to hear this. Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to share. Well, you know what? I was trying to turn it over to you, Brent, to ask us about you know MVPs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I did forget. We did have one guest actor there. Uh, Mark Moses played mm-hmm. David. Yeah. 158 titles for him. Only mm-hmm. Golden Girls, but he did uh, probably best known as Paul Young in 75 episodes of Desperate Housewives. Oh, okay. I don't know if you ever watched that no. show, but uh, but he's been in a ton of things. Uh, Bombshell, Platoon, The Doors, Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. You know, quite a few things. Uh, one episode each of uh, Star Trek Enterprise and Star Trek Voyager. Cool. So, um, but anyways, so now, Brent, if you have any questions for us, I'm I'm ready and willing to answer them. Uh, yes. Uh, so did you have an MVP? I did. I, I gave it to Blanche. I thought mm-hmm. it was, you know, obviously a Blanche, another Blanche-centric episode. Yeah. Um, and I thought, that she, row, right? uh, I thought she did a solid job on it. What was the one before? I forget. I don't remember the one before off the top of my head. It's been but too long. Definitely two in a row. So yeah. I went with Robert Culp, so it's not two in a row for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Who did you pick, Ski? I put, picked Blanche. Blanche as well. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, uh, well, Blanche. Blanche, so, okay. Yeah, I don't even. I don't <laughs> think the others did anything this episode. You got me so confused there for a second, though, and when, when you were like, I went with Robert Culp, I was like, he wasn't in this episode, was he? And I'm looking back at yeah. my list. Yeah. Like, no, I, I thought you meant like, you, you meant Blanche-centric episode. So I think Brent's saying that last episode was a Robert Culp-centric episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were, Robert Culp was my MVP last week, mm. and you were talking as if it was going to be Blanche again this week. I was just saying it was a Blanche-centric episode again uh, this okay. week. Gotcha. So. But now we're on the same page. All right, cool. And Brent did not vote for Robert Culp for this episode. <laughs> but if you listen to last week's episode, yeah, yeah, then we'll so, be on the same page. Do you have a favorite line? Uh, yeah, I think my favorite line was that. Um, I know it was early in the episode. About it was the John. Was it? Yep, exactly. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. That's what I like too. I, whenever they refer to her like pooping in the linen closet, <laughs> I was gonna chuckle. <laughs> right. <laughs> so and then slices of cheesecake. I really liked the episode. I gave it seven slices of cheesecake. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I, I know that it seems a little high, but I actually, I thought it was a good mix of humor and uh, uh, drama. 
I gave it zero. Zero? You hated it? Yeah. Why? It was like all a husbands zero? are all husbands are crap. <laughs> Maybe you have is that a little... the first zero ever? <laughs> I mean, you just I said think he's given the... a point five before, but I don't think that they did the lowest. You just said that the best joke of the episode was Sophia. Like, I make sure it is the John. I thought that was a really funny joke. Now because uh, not. But a, do you think that's attrition. a seven slice of cheesecake <laughs> joke? I thought there was many jokes that could have fallen in that line, but I yeah, I really thought it was a, a solid episode. Other than you know some some issues I had with. Uh, his giving a shit about his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just can't suspend disbelief like that. I gave it a five point five because I thought I, I thought the uh, costumes from Sunny and Cher alone were. So you were, thought this was worse than Brother? Can you spare that jacket? Yeah. <laughs> just because they indicated that the other husbands were also cheaters. Yeah, I, I, it does definitely ruin like our yeah. impression of who they were as people. Yeah, you know we've had George and Charlie on pedestals mm-hmm. and i i like that they were up there now you they're know? just pieces of shit yeah exactly <laughs> it, now it's one of those things that you know like blanche isn't you know living her life in order to fill a void okay. from george no longer being there now it's just like lots of angry revenge sex <laughs> <laughs> See, i don't know i, I don't think i could quite take that turn <laughs> From here on out, the rest of, <laughs> till her dying day, it's all going to be like exactly. that she's, mother effer. She, exactly. Now she's a make it up for lost time. I could have been with Andy Rooney. Freaking, uh... How long do you think it would be until George's brother comes back into the picture so that she can really uh, there you put go. that hey, nail on the coffin? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and oh. Charlie, I mean, didn't you think that, you know, Charlie and Rose had a sweet relationship? Yeah. And now she's like, it just makes her, you know, birthday alone around that kitchen table even sadder <laughs> because she's that distraught over a man who couldn't even be faithful to her. Yeah, all right, I'll I'll, I'll give it to you. I, I mean, plus I, now uh, to not to open up the uh, wound too much, uh-huh. he was a traveling salesman. And who's to say that's the only time he ever did? Yeah, well, especially too when he was a traveling salesman and the woman he had an affair with was two doors down um, mm-hmm. or whatever, two blocks away. Yeah. Uh, so if he's having sex with people who are right there in the neighborhood and he's traveling all over the countryside, uh, yeah, he, he probably isn't quite the angel that we've been led for, led that we have been led to believe he is. Correct. So, all right. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. My score uh, isn't going to sway uh, this ship. Had I not thrown out that seven, do you think you would have thrown out the zero still? Or do you think that that yeah, just the shock of me saying a seven caused you to give it that the uh, the lowest score you've given to any episode so yeah, far? It probably was a little reactionary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well I'll give it a six, but I think you should at least give it a one because I think it's not the. Uh, I'll give it a one. Fine. All right. So six, one, and a five. Is that yeah. where we? I, I think it's a five point five. Oh, okay. Maybe mm-hmm. I did, what did I say? Five point five. That's what you said. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, I, I guess then we don't have anything. One else. and a half. One and a half? Yeah. Um, I forgot about the Sunny and Cher costume. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, that was another thing that was part of mine, because I do love that costume. Yeah. They made the uh, Cheech and Chong joke. I thought that was funny. Yeah. But I guess I never really thought about it destroying, you know, your somebody's view of these other uh, mm-hmm. these other characters that we've never met. Yeah. So. Well, without further ado, um, hopefully next week, Pick Me will have a working microphone. <laughs> but <laughs> tune in to find out. <laughs> Stay golden, Cuckoo. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. 
If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.